We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Pop Torah with Rabbi Iznopf and Olitsky, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where Judaism influences our appreciation of pop culture and pop culture influences our understanding of Jewish tradition. As always, we're your hosts. I'm... Uh, 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 uh. We'll take it from here. I'm Kayla Olitsky. And I'm Lila Noff. Today we're discussing the new movie, Turning Red. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We are joined by two very special guests today. Uh, but first, just so you know, we are also here. I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And our daughters are joining us to talk about Turning Red on Disney+. Plus. Right, the new Disney-Pixar joint uh, that uh, came out just a little while ago. Uh, um, Jesse, you want to tell us a little bit about Turning Red before we jump into the conversation? Sure. Turning Red... Uh, as Mike said, is a joint film produced by Disney and Pixar. Uh, and it's set about 20 years ago in Toronto in 2002 at the height of boy band fandom, my favorite time in history. Uh, well, a, a time that some might argue you haven't uh, left yet. Oh, I, I, I have not left. And well, uh, for town uh, is no NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. They are a close second behind them with original music by Billie Eilish and her brother. The story takes place and tells the story of Mei Lee, who is a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl living in Toronto. uh, And she helps take care of her family's temple that's dedicated to uh, their ancestor, Sun Yi. Um, And it really focuses on her strict mother, um, and focuses on uh, this sort of stereotype of strict Asian, strict Chinese mothers. Um, May has a crush on Devon, who's the local convenience store clerk, and she embarrasses her daughter, uh, her mother embarrasses her in public, her daughter in public because of it, in front of the school bully, Tyler. Uh, And meanwhile, she and her group of friends are all obsessed with Four Town, this boy band. Um, She gets uh, upset and embarrassed that her mother uh, embarrasses her in public, and she turns into the giant red panda, this mysterious red panda, and she tries to hide it. Her friends find out that she's the red panda, and they aren't ashamed of it. They think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, And other kids who were sort of like the plastics in school, they find out that she's the red panda also, and they think it's kind of amazing. And she ends up uh, taking pictures of herself as a red panda to make money so they could all buy tickets to go to the Four Town concert when Four Town comes to uh, Toronto. And in perfect boy band fashion, there are five members of Four Town. Um, But uh, this- We we, we never talked, by the way, about the new- um... Uh, Peacock show Girls 5 Eva, which is kind of in the same vein. Um, uh, but uh, girl band, boy band uh, math is just chef's kiss. Absolutely. Um, 
what happens is when there's the red moon, there's a ritual that will take place to separate out the red panda uh, being from the individual. Turns out that everybody in May's family, all the women dating back to her, like great, 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 great grandmother, um, all turned into red pandas and they controlled their um, emotions. And they, when there was a red moon, they separated out the red panda from their bodies. Meg's grandmother Wu and her aunts come to assist with this ritual. Uh, and you see the same tension that May has with her mother Ming. Ming actually has uh, with uh, May's grandmother Wu with her own mother. Um, but what ends up happening is that during this ritual that's taking place, uh, May's red panda uh, is about to be sealed. And she decides, she, no, she actually doesn't want to get rid of the red panda. She likes as a part of who she is. She doesn't want to abandon that red panda. And she leaves the ritual and decides to go to the four town concert at the Sky Dome. But Ming, Ming gets very upset and her uh, red panda uh, comes out and is really dangerous, more dangerous than May. And there ends up being this like fight of red pandas taking place at the Sky Dome where the Four Town concert was taking place. There's this whole argument about independence and responsibility about what age you can be as a child when you can make your own decisions versus when you still need to uh, take care of uh, and listen to your parents. In this fight, long story short, her mother gets knocked unconscious and all the ants, they all break their talismans so that they become red panda forms so they can drag Ming into this new ritual circle. Four Town ends up singing to save the day and all the other women go to the astral plane and they all separate from the red pandas again. And in the end, May stays as a red panda and she shifts, shifts back and forth as a human girl and as a red panda balancing her uh, responsibilities as a kid, as an adolescent, as a teenager and uh, her temple duties. And their temple has never been more popular with this newest attraction, the actual red panda. Woo. Which is which is all a good thing because they have plenty of money that they need to raise to repair Skydome. Absolutely. So that was the movie in a nutshell. Lila and Kayla, I want to turn it over to the two of you. What did you think of the movie? Well. Uh, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was very interesting. It connects to um, everyone's everyday lives. What do you think, Kayla? Um, well, I think it's like, um, it's really relatable. I feel like like um, how her mom can be strict and um, it's like going like you like if you want to release your anger, like instead of screaming in a in a pillow, just turn into a red panda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let me ask you a question. Did you did you guys enjoy the movie? Well, I thought it was OK. Mm hmm. Disney has made better movies. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask like where where this uh, ranked for you in like other Disney or, or Pixar movies that you've seen. There has been a lot more um, movies that have been better. Right, you so you just saw before this you saw Encanto and you liked that one more. A little bit. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kayla? Um, I think it was pretty good. Um, there was a lot of like action going on so i feel like it was like i i agree with you that like it's 
it wasn't there was there has been better movies than this one um yeah you, you know i i wonder one of the things that this movie does is it focuses on how somebody deals with their big feelings um you said well you know you don't just scream in a pillow you don't hold it in in this case she turned into a red panda um how do you deal with those type of feelings and also and also like let me add add a question to that has it changed uh between the time that you were younger to um to to now um and actually before we even answer that um let's just say for our home audience um Kayla, how old are you? I'm 11. 11. And Lila, how old are you? I'm nine. And uh, May in the movie is 12. Is that 13. right? Uh, 13. 13. Great. And so, so we'll, we'll get into the bar and bat mitzvah angle of this in a little bit. But let's, let's uh, deal with that question. Kayla, um, how do you deal with your big feelings? And how has that changed since you were younger to now? Um, well, I kind of I sometimes let it out in like a, a notebook and just like write down my feelings and it kind of helps me like relax um and then I have something called a mindfulness jar so it's kind of like a snow globe but you it's like there are sparkles and when you shake it you kind of just like watch the sparkles like float down to the bottom and it relaxes you what about you, what about you lila i just scream what's that usually i just scream uh-huh <laughs> uh, are there other ways that you um that you deal with you know when you when you're really upset or you're really angry you're really sad are there other things that you do i go to my room and i start drawing a picture and usually it's a bad picture <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> Um, basically that's it. Do you see, do you see how, um, how the way you, um, you deal with your big feelings has changed since you were younger to now? Yeah. Uh, so how would you do it when you were, when you were younger, like say when you were like five versus today? Mm, I would probably stop my feet and yell that it's not fair. Uh-huh. More than you do today. You, you're able to. Uh, express how you how you feel a little bit differently. Hmm. Um, so let let me ask you. Uh, May turned into a giant a giant red panda when she was upset or or just like felt something very strongly. If you could turn into an animal when you uh, when when you like had strong feelings, um, what kind of animal would you turn into and why? Kayla, would you like to answer this first? <laughs> sure. Um, I think I would turn into a dolphin because like, I feel like since like dolphins, like they jump into the air and they're really like smooth. And um, so I feel like jumping into the air when I'm like mad would just help me like, get my anger out or like be myself and just be free i like it what about you lila i might have been a horse because i i i think when i'm angry 
sometimes just running helps me get it out and um and horses are wild and free and really that would help <laughs> so what about you jesse um i'd probably be a dog since we have a puppy now uh, and i feel like our dog just lives its best life just like eats and sleeps and lies around on the couch all day. I feel like that is that that is the perfect life. I, I wouldn't have to get out my anger. I think so much of my anger is part of stress and not having enough uh, work-life balance and being able to relax. And as a dog, all I would do is relax. What about you, Mike? Um, oh, I like that. I like I like a dog and just you know just just sort of uh, uh, you know being happy. I, I think that I would like to be a bird of some kind. Like like an eagle maybe, and being able to like also like, like a bird of like pre, like like a like a a, a predator. Not a bird that well, can send its anger into the stone. Yeah, listen, I I don't know if I want to necessarily you know uh, be a predator like a like an eagle, but I, the reason I said an eagle and not like I don't know a robin um, is because I think that uh, if I was upset or like had big feelings and like was flying away the last thing i'd want is to be prey for a bigger animal um so i i kind of want to be at the top of the food chain rather than uh than than lower down um so that's that's part of what was in that thought process but really just the idea of being able to kind of like you know spread my wings and kind of get perspective on things uh and, and be up in the air um that that sounds like it would be a good way to um, handle what was going on. And that idea of actually, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, Lila, you, you expressed this too, and being a horse and being able to be like wild and free. Um, it reminds me of something that was happening in the movie um, where, um, you know, one of the themes of the movie is that um, May is dealing with um, the tension uh, between becoming her own person um, and like living life the way she wants to be and um, the way she wants to live and, and to love the things that she loves and do the things that she wants to do. And also the expectations that her mother has of her to, you know, to, to um, honor her family's traditions um, and to, um, and to just, you know, kind of like uh, uh, be what her parents expect her to be. So I'm wondering for you, Kayla, and for you, Lila, um, do you ever uh, um, uh, experience that, that there's uh, sometimes um, a, a, a tension or a conflict between um, who you want to be and what you want to do and what your parents expect of you? Um, maybe let's start with you, Kayla. Especially to both of you uh, as rabbi's kids, you know, That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, and I have no doubt, sorry about that, a lot of pressure. Um. I think, um, yeah, like, um, being the rabbi's daughter is like, you have, there are highs and lows about it. Like you get privileges, like, um, doing this, um, and, um, being able to go late at night to read Torah. Um, and the lows are probably like, you know, if you want to hang out with your friends, but you, you, your parents say you have to be in the service, like you're the rabbi's daughter, you are the like um, influence for your friends. Like, I don't 
like my mom's always like I don't care what your friends are doing you're the rabbi's daughter so you have to participate what about for you Lila um I agree with Kayla and I also think that um there are um it's not just um because of jobs sometimes it's because of like family time when I want to go hang out with my friends sometimes like we just can because we have something that came up in the family so it's that balance between like what your family wants you to do um versus what you want to do, which I think is part of the tension from this movie, right? May is 13. And when she's 13, when you're in middle school, that's when you think you have all the answers and actually have none of the answers. Um, but it's this time, you know, appropriately, Mike, as you said, it's around the age of B'nai Mitzvah. And, and when we say in Jewish tradition that you take responsibility for your actions, you're a Jewish adult. But at the same time, the language that we use in my congregation is that you're on the path towards adulthood. Because in reality, you may count in a minion, but uh, you're, you're still living underneath your, your parents' roof. You're still very dependent on your parents and your family. I'm wondering uh, to, to you, Lila, and to you, Kayla, are there certain things that like you wish you can do that your parents, that, that I, Kayla, don't let you do right now that, that, that you wish you can do and think you should be able to do? Um, <laughs> uh, I think I should be able to like um, have an iPad because um <laughs> and i sh i think i should be able to like be able like i already can stay home alone but like i feel like i can be ready to like babysit my siblings and um for free or for money uh, um, uh, well, how do your siblings feel about the possibility of you babysitting them? I think my um, youngest sibling would be fine with it, but um, the other one would not listen to me. What about you, Lila? Are there things that you wish and you think that you're ready to do and want to be able to do that your parents won't let you do? I wish I could stay home alone or go to bed later. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anything else? Not really. No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Those are those are very few things. You know, I was thinking of the fact. You know, uh, Kayla was saying that she wishes she had an iPad. You have an iPod, uh, an iPod Touch. Um, and sometimes it sounds like you wish you had more time to be able to play on that yes. iPod than than EMRI are willing to give you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, um, are are there like sometimes like things that you have to do during the day that you um, that you wish, you know, you got a choice about whether or not you got to do them? Uh, not really. Oh, good. OK, well, that's uh, that's good to hear. You know, one of the things that that I was thinking of that uh, that Jesse mentioned, because the because turning red um, like you said, is uh, at the time, you know, at May is the age where we in the Jewish tradition celebrate Bar Bat Mitzvah. And, um, uh, you know, like, like Jesse said, it's a, a time where we 
um, say to, to kids, you know, you are on the path to adulthood. You're beginning that you're, you're transitioning to becoming an adult. And it's this really interesting thing that on the one hand, what we say to kids at that age is that you have the ability to make decisions for yourself. And also we're saying to them, the decision we want you to make um, is to, um, is to um, take your, take, take being Jewish seriously and live um, uh, seriously uh, a, a Jewish life. And, and um, you know, that, that struck me in the movie that there is this tension between, you know, saying we want our, our children to, um, to grow up to make their own decisions and make good decisions. And also that there are certain decisions that we really want them to, uh, to, to make. Um, so I, I'm wondering actually, um, and we've never talked about this, Lila, but you know, what are the things that as you are getting older, you think are the um, things that Ima and I think are really important that we hope that you have as part of your life as you make start making your own decisions? Well, before I answer that question, I have a question for oh, you. Oh, all right. Well, both of you. Uh, <laughs> um, how do you think Maylin felt um throughout this movie oh that's a really good question um i i think that maylin um uh, felt uh frustrated that um that she didn't have um room to be her own person in her house that she had to kind of hide who she was from her mother and pretend that she was um uh, something else she loved her mother and respected her mother and wanted her and, and wanted to not upset her mother but that meant that she had to kind of um hide part of herself and part of the 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 challenge of the movie was being able to finally be able to say i love you and respect you uh mom but this is also who i want to be in the world these are the things that i love um and i should be i should have some of the freedom to be able to do those things too. So I think that she felt um, tension um, and conflict uh, that uh, that was really in some ways about her growing up is kind of learning, OK, how do I honor my parents and be my own person at the same time? Yeah, um, that, that, and that comes out, I think, in the very first scene where you see May Lynn and May, where she is walking down the streets of Toronto like, I own this city. I could do whatever I want. My friends and I do whatever we want all the time. I say what and, I want. I wear what I want. Yep. And, and that's true when she's on her own. I, I sometimes, you know, think about as, as Kayla has begun hanging out with her friends and sort of like downtown on their own, how we sort of act when our parents aren't there versus how we act when we're around our parents as she gets, you know, to very close to home, all of a sudden she changes sort of her attitude and hides her music and, and changes how she's dressed and that sort of thing so that she presents a different version of herself around her mother than she was acting when she's around her friends. Kayla, you look like you had strong feelings about uh, about what uh, your dad was saying there. Are you talking about me or Malin? <laughs> I hope I was talking about Malin, that uh, you yeah. act the same when you're around us as you do when you're around your friends. Yeah, because I thought you were talking about me. No. I don't hide anything. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Lila? Do you notice that there are uh, like ways that you act differently when you when when you feel like Ima and I are watching and when you feel like Ima and I are not watching? Many I don't want to mention. <laughs> Fair enough. 
It'll just be between us and all the people who listen to the podcast. All of our no. millions of, of listeners. No. Um, how do you think that Malin felt uh, during the movie? Angry that she couldn't be who she was. Excited to um, be with her friends so she can be her true self. And um, and um, overall, I think she was angered that she couldn't show her true self. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kayla? What do you think? Um, I think the same. Like, she was... Um, angry that like I mean I don't think she was necessarily angry because like at the beginning of the movie she seemed kind of like fine with going by her parents rules so maybe like not so happy um but then once she like wants to go to the four town concert and tells her mom and her mom says no she like realizes like like she's not gonna let me go like and then she lets out her inner panda and kind of so like she wasn't so happy but then they make up at the end so she's like which to me by the way was spot on adolescent like freaking out that this is the most important thing in the world and you don't understand me mom you don't get me this is the only important thing in my life right now and you're not letting me do the one thing that is important um and i get it 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 was a concert um you know it, it was no justin timberlake but um but that idea that's the, the tunnel vision that I think sometimes adolescents have of like thinking that the one thing that they care about in that moment um, is the most important thing because to them it is um, in their worlds. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was, there was strong mom, you're ruining my life vibes uh, going on there. But I think that that tunnel vision um, also happens for parents too. That was one of the things that I was, that I was uh, uh, thinking about and, and was going to ask about. So, you know, um, uh, you know, sometimes as a parent, um, we say no to our kids when they want something or want to do something because um, it's not safe or it's not appropriate um, or it, you know, or it doesn't or it's inconvenient or whatever it is. Right. And that wasn't really the case here. It wasn't that she didn't want her to go to the concert because it was not safe. It wasn't even really that she felt like it was inappropriate. It was just that she didn't understand it. And um, and, and and that's a hard thing for parents, uh, I think, sometimes to decide between is, you know, am, am I making this rule? Um, am I am I setting this boundary because, you know, the thing that my child wants to do is, is not good for them? Um, or is it because it's not a decision that I would make? make and because I don't understand that decision, um, which may not be a good reason to say no to something. And sometimes it's it's hard to decide which which thing is which um, uh, for kids, which is, you know, one thing that I was thinking of when we think about B'nai Mitzvah, the traditional blessing that a parent says at a bar bat mitzvah is uh, Baruch Shiptarani Me'on Shoh Shalzeh. Um, so uh, blessed which, is the Which hits pretty I, hard these yeah. days. Right, but kind of blessed offensive. is the one who has blessed is the one who has relieved me uh, from uh, from from the punishment that I would get for the wrongdoing of this person or the burden of this one. Right. So, in other words, like 
uh, I no longer have to be responsible for the good or bad decisions that my child makes because now they're responsible for, for their own decisions. Um, but that's really the question that we were asking you guys is, you know, are, are there things that you, you know, um, that your parents won't let you do that you, um, that you want to do uh, and that, you know, when you get old enough, you're definitely going to do those things, um, whether or not your parents think that it's a good idea or not. Um, so, uh, I, I want to go back to the question that I was asking before and, and I want to ask it, uh, maybe we'll start with, uh, with, with Kayla. Um, are there, uh, um, values, um, that you feel like your parents, um, uh, are trying to, um, uh, teach to you that they want you to be able to, um, cherish as you, uh, become an adult, like make part of your life as you become an adult, um, that, um, that, that, uh, that you can identify that you can say like, oh, okay. Like, you know, these are the, the things that my, that, you know, my parents like want me, they may not want me to be a doctor or a lawyer or president of the United States, but they, they, they want me to have like X, Y, and Z, um, values. Um, well, I think one of the most like values that we've talked about is like kindness. Like, um, being um, able to show your feelings. Hmm. Yeah. Um, not being mean to people who are different. Um, helping people in need, and just like being kind. Like if someone isn't nice to you there's no reason to be mean back so I think one of the most like values that my parents have taught me are just be kind to one another oh. uh, I can exhale now <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> um well I think a way to be kind to yourself is to be able to show your true self and not keep um all your anger um deep inside of you because that's unhealthy yeah yeah All right so it's not only about being kind to others it's about being kind to yourself too um you know the the torah says uh kamocha, love your neighbor as yourself right um but you know that mitzvah requires us to not only love our neighbor but also love ourselves yeah, um, I also have one more thing. I think, um, like, um, you know, being kind to yourself, but also I've learned, like, just because someone else is wearing this or doing this or playing this, like, doesn't mean you have to do it. Like, just be yourself, be unique, and, like, don't just be a leader and not an echo. Love that. Um, what are some of the values that you feel like you've learned from me and Emma? Well, to respect others and don't do something that you wouldn't want others to do to you and to um, help people in need and show kindness. I love it. Uh, I, I love the, these answers. Mike, we, we've won. We, we've done our jobs. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, in, in, in all seriousness, you know, I think this movie, as does every Pixar movie, hits differently for adults than, than kids, right? It, it has this perfect way of making sure kids enjoy the movie. And while I feel like the, the adults who are watching the movie are hysterically crying on the couch right next to them. Um, and so as a parent, you, do, you don't know anything about that, do you? <laughs> As a parent, th th this movie hit me really hard because I, I think all I want for my children, Kayla, for you and for your brother and sister, is um, to, to give you everything that you need in life to make decisions that are right for you, to, to protect you, um, to uh, be there so that you never cry, you, you never have a broken heart. You never make a wrong decision that I give you all of life's answers, even as I don't have any of them. Um, and this balance that um, Ming is making here of not knowing uh, of when to pull back uh, and thinking that her daughter May is not old enough to make her own decisions. But part of this journey towards adulthood, I, you know, part of B'nai Mitzvah is making your own decisions and making your own mistakes, is making wrong turns and knowing that we will give you the directions to get back on course. Uh, and that I think is what's hardest for me. I always say to Kayla all the time, and I usually uh, get the response of an eye roll is, you know, stop growing up because I know that when you grow up, uh, I have to pull back. Um, I have to let you be your own authentic self uh, and sometimes that is different than who I would, the decisions I would make, but that's what's beautiful about you being unique and being your own self um, and allowing you to figure things out and, and figure out life's journey for yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's really um, powerful, uh, Jesse. Um, you know, it, it reminds me, uh, th this movie reminded me of um, Inside Out. Um, and, you know, one of the uh, themes of Inside Out was, you know, that the, the emotions um, inside the girl, um, uh, like Joy couldn't understand what sadness was for, what sadness was doing there. And then, you know, in the course of the movie, um, they found out. And I think that that's, that that's true in, in this case, right, that, um, that as parents, you know, we want to, uh, we want to protect our kids. We want you never to be sad. We want you never to be upset, you know, um, but the reality is, you know, the best thing I think we can do as parents is not to um, protect you from all harm, um, but all, but, but rather teach you um, how to uh, make the best possible decisions, not necessarily what those decisions are, but how to make them. Um, and then also, um, uh, to, to know that like that that no decisions are perfect that that everybody's going to make mistakes that everybody will get hurt sometimes and how to learn from those mistakes and um and and grow from them um you know so that to me it was was really important in turning red is um is the the mother's um learning you know that uh, that that it's not so much about um uh you know determining what her daughter's future is going to look like, um, but trusting that you've done a good enough job as a parent um, to to uh, to raise your kids to be able to you know make wise decisions, even if they're not the ones that you would make, um, and that they've learned enough from you about how to um, pick up the pieces when there is um, when or how to pick yourself up when you've fallen down. 
Yeah, and I think especially the way that Ming um, accepts that May uh, wants to keep onto her her keep the, her red panda um, and sort of embraces that she's finding her own path and, and loves the decisions that her daughter's making for her own self, even if they're different decisions than she made for herself. Um, it's loving and supporting her because that's ultimately what a parent is supposed to do is knowing that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, we'll be there to love and support you on life's journey. So, um, uh, you know, we don't know exactly who listens to this podcast, but my guess is that a lot of because there are so many listeners, so many listeners. So it's hard to know, you know, <laughs> who all of them are. Um, but I imagine Mash, that that's there are, uh, you, they can't hear the eye roll on, on audio, but just uh, trust us that if you could hear an eye roll, you would hear that one. Um, uh, so uh, I'm wondering, um, Kayla and Lila, um, what advice you have for parents who are listening to this about how to be the best parents that they can possibly be? Um, can Kayla go first? Sure. Kayla, can you want to go first? Sure. Um, I think the number one lesson is to, you know, like you should like, um, tell your kid what they can and can't do, but also let them have privileges um because they it's like they're growing up and they're learning new things every day so like yes you should you know say like um oh you can do this but you can't do that you really like should let them do some things on their own apologize for this but I completely disagree okay <laughs> well I feel like children should kids should be allowed to show their true selves and do whatever they want at the same time and um yeah so your advice to parents who are listening is um is let your children run wild and free because as the old saying goes <laughs> let your children run wild and free yeah exactly I love it. I'll take that under advisement, Lila. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but like if you let your child just do whatever they want, they're not going to learn anything in life. Yeah, Richmond, Richmond, Virginia is in a state of anarchy right now as Lila rules the <laughs> land. <laughs> um, well, but, but would, um, would, would you say that um, that um, that it's better. Are you saying that it's better for kids to be able to um, make their own decisions and their own mistakes and to learn from those mistakes uh, when they make them than it is for parents to um, uh, make decisions for kids, even if those decisions are there to protect them? Yes. To learn from their mistakes it helps. I think that's a great point. You know, I, I think. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate Kayla, what you said, that it's a balancing act. And I, I think uh, as my children get older, 
um, especially with you, Kayla, as our oldest, that's something that I'm navigating myself. One of the things we give out to all of our B'nai Mitzvah families here at Congregation Bethel is a, a uh, family breach, a covenant that we have parents fill out with the child together, um, having nothing to do with these are the rituals we're going to do and we're going to put into fill in every morning and we're going to go to Minyan this many times a week. But it's really, okay, now that I am B'nai Mitzvah age, this is what I think should be expected of me. Uh, th these are the responsibilities I'm taking on in my house without my parents having to remind me, without me having to be asked. And this is what I think I should be able to do because I am old enough to be able to do those things. And asking the parent to say the same thing and come up with some sort of balance because there is a, a balancing act. You know, it's sort of like that first song uh, from Dear Evan Hansen, uh, anybody have a map, right? Because like as a parent, um, the, you know, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, Lila and Kayla, but like, you know, we're figuring this out as we go along, as all parents are. Um, and and um, we're sorry that you're the guinea pigs, uh, but but uh, and, and both and both uh, uh, both Lila and Kayla are first children, right? Our first uh, uh, our firstborns. Yeah. So there, there, there's a way, right? All parents make their mistakes with their first kids. Yes, that's why parents keep having kids. Is but by by the the, the last kid, there we have it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> but but in, in all seriousness, um, we. Uh, you know, we're, we're figuring this out as we go along and there's this balancing act as you get older of navigating um, what are the decisions that you can make yourself, good, bad, and otherwise wanting to give you the opportunity to make them for the, yourself. And what are the things that um, we still want to uh, have the authority to make decisions for you and, and influence those decisions? Go easy on your parents. I like that. that. That's that's yeah. That's what I was going to ask you both. Uh, so you gave advice to parents. What advice would you have for kids who might be listening? Um, go easy on your parents. Don't sneak up and wake up in the middle of the night and go downstairs and get candy. Um, <laughs> that was oddly specific, Lila. <laughs> um, um, Kayla, your turn. Uh. <laughs> uh yeah, listen to your parents. Um, they know what's best for you. So um, even if you think, like if they say something, um, like you can't go to town with your friends today, you have to study for a quiz. And if you don't think like, oh, that's not necessary, I'm probably gonna get a good grade anyway but like they know what's best for you. It's hard to, it's hard to remember that in the moment sometimes, um, which is why I'm glad that we have our children on our podcast. So think back and reflect. Um, yeah, because and, and, we're and awesome. Because you are awesome. You are and, awesome. And, 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 you know, it's up to me. If my, my children wake up in the middle of the night and sneak some candy, that's the, the worst thing that you do. I'm all, I, I'm all good. Is it though? <laughs> is it though um well you know the um the advice that i was given before um i had you lila what by one of my rabbis rabbi erwin kula um who i don't think you've met um but he said to me advice that was like really good advice simple advice that was actually 
um, it turned out to be really much harder than it sounds. He said that um, there are only two rules for being a, for being a parent. Um, make sure your kids know right from wrong and make sure that they know they're loved in everything that they do. Um, and making sure that you know that you're loved in everything you do is probably the easier one of those two things, although it's hard to make sure that you know you're loved when we're you know, telling you that we're upset with something that you did or, you know, or giving you a, a, a consequence for sneaking out in the middle of the night and getting candy. Um, but, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but, but that's, you know, to, to the point that you were making, Lila, about saying, you know, really important uh, value is loving yourself, right? Um, one of the ways that we uh, can help you make sure that you know that you should love yourself and that you're uh, a, a, a person that is worthy of love um, is that, you know, that, that, um, that you're loved in everything that you do by your, by your parents. Um, and knowing right from wrong is, you know, also it sounds really easy, but um, it's not always so simple. You know, first of all, Torah has 613 mitzvot, right? So there's like 613, like, categories of things that you know are right versus wrong and even within that it's not always so simple um the world isn't always black and white um and it, like like you saw in the movie sometimes the world is red um and uh, it's important to know where red fits into black and white too um so the world uh, is full of color and um we need to embrace that that color embrace the messiness of life and that's really where i think this movie shines um, that uh, May did not did not want to give up her red panda, but she also couldn't always control it. Uh, and that's true for all of us, that as hard as we try, we can't always control the things that we think or believe or the way that we act at times. We have to embrace that life is messy. Right. Well, speaking of which, uh, something that is not messy, something that is black and white, is that these kids, uh, I am sure, have homework to do. It's a school night after I need all. Homework. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to uh, we're going to wrap things up. Lila, Kayla, anything you want to say to folks before we uh, close out? Well, kids, listen to your parents and. Uh... Don't sneak candy in the middle of the night. <laughs> and listen to this podcast because it's awesome. That's right. You heard it here. Smash that subscribe button. Rate and review us. That way everybody can get in on this wonderful conversation. Until next time, uh, I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I'm Lila Knopf. I'm Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And I'm Kayla Olitsky. Take care, everyone.